All Inclusive is brought to you by Destination Everywhere, a company dedicated to travelers of all abilities. My name is Eleonora and I'm your host. And a big warm welcome today to Peter Hazels. Did I say it correctly? Otherwise, we start again. Yeah, you do it, for, you do it perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, Eleonora. Hello, hello. Peter, with Peter, we've known each other for quite some time now. Yeah. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's a pleasure to have you here. So I, I would like to just introduce you very shortly, but then I would like you to, to tell us more about yourself. And um, well, we know each other because you work for Visit Flanders, yeah. in, uh, more specifically in the uh, accessibility team of uh, Visit Flanders, which is the tourism board of the region of Flanders in Belgium, so northern Belgium. That's right. And uh, yes, you've been there for 17 years, you were telling me. Yeah, even even three years as a project before. So we, we are reaching our uh, 20 years soon. <laughs> Yeah. Or marriage. <laughs> oh, yeah, our anniversary. <laughs> But before you were telling me that, uh, that you, you've had quite a diversified career. So if you want to tell us a bit more about you so that our listeners get to know you before, uh, as a person before they get to know you as a traveler. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, when I graduated, uh, I, I wanted two things. Uh, I wanted uh, to do something that mattered. To, to the world or to the to, to my community or whatever something that matters and I wanted to write so I started as a freelance freelance journalist that was already something uh, that that met my my uh, criteria and uh, then further on I went to um, I, I worked for an organization for printers and, and other graphic uh, enterprises. Then I worked for an NGO for international uh, cooperation. Then I worked for the disability movement where I started to give uh, travel advice uh, to people with disabilities. And that's how I ended up with Visit Flanders. So normally, normally you give advice to other people. Today, you really we, we want you as a traveler. We want you know we want to know how how you travel when when it's you that has the you know the the, the luggage ready to, to go to the airport. But yeah, first, you yeah, have to I, say that you're responsible for giving the name to this podcast because you won the competition. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, well, and, and that was part of the of my duty then to to be on your show because I'm not such a great I'm I'm not such an active traveler as, as, as some people think uh, it's it's all very very close by or uh, at least culturally close by uh, uh, everything where that I've visited but anyway uh, I'm not sure about that but uh, but we'll see we'll see I've heard your travel stories so I I know I know you've been around but uh, but yeah and also the other thing that we want to say is that you also play And uh, so the some of the music of the podcast is also yours, but for that you didn't get any yep. chocolate. Uh, the chocolate did not <laughs> was for the contest of uh, of giving the the podcast the name. So I'm doing it all to deserve <laughs> chocolate, you know. <laughs> but it, it's well deserved. It, it's okay. And, uh, 
next time I go to Italy, you get more chocolate then for the music. Oh. But, uh, but let's talk <laughs> about you. Let's talk about you and your travel style. So first I want to know, what kind of traveler are you? Are you like a luxury traveler? Are you more uh, backpacking, adventurer, a mix of the two? I think it's a mix. Um, in general, uh, when my wife and I travel, we will uh, decide on a place to start and a place to end. But in between, things can change quickly. <laughs> uh, so we just know when when we are arriving and when we are leaving. But that's about it, and where. So the, yeah, uh, we we like to to follow the inspiration of the moment. We are not really prepared, you know. <laughs> well. Uh, strangely enough, my wife is the one who's preparing most of it, uh, and. Um, so I'm I'm most of it just too too tired <laughs> when we when we when we leave I'm mostly too tired to to uh, to do much about the preparations, but uh, then uh, it's up to me to and and both of us to enjoy it. Okay, so um, so she does the initial yeah. planning and then then you do the the middle plan the, the on the spot. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the things that I've learned that I've learned that really works in in, in traveling. That's uh, asking the locals what to do. It is uh, there are plenty of of stories where we just asked somebody what to do, and uh, very often you end up first of all in a place that you wouldn't have have expected, but also it, that's really worthwhile. That's really a, a story on itself. Um, in my experience, Australians are the most uh, are the most active uh, ambassadors of of their country or of their region. They they will they will, I, I believe that on their national day they will just grab any stranger to to give them travel advice. But <laughs> even when they're abroad, but uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 really something that uh, that struck me and that I think many Belgians. Are feeling more, more, more reserved uh, in. Uh, I must say, since we have had so many of those good uh, experiences, we have also tried now to 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 learn more about where we are living, so that we can uh, at least tell something interesting when somebody asks. <laughs> No, I understand. I'm from Rome and I honestly, I know less about Rome than I know about Brussels, where I've only been living for seven years. So I'm, I'm a bit ashamed when I have friends coming to see me in Rome because I'm like, I don't know anything about these places. I mean, this is Colosseum. Look, it's beautiful. I mean, honestly, I'm super ashamed, but I can tell you everything about Brussels. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's also something. Yeah. But so are you, I mean... Five-star hotel or hostel? Also, that is a mix. And sometimes that's really... Uh, I, I think you, you, we, are, we are always good with um, taking some, some low-budget uh, places to stay because we know that at one point there will be a moment that we will need the extra money. <laughs> For instance, there was a time when we were in Norway and we had, we had taken a, a road trip um, 
of whole Scandinavia or a big part of Scandinavia, so Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and uh, we ended up in Bergen. Uh, and well, we had we had stayed at a lot of uh, camping sites and cottages that it was out of season, so it was it was really uh, a very very calm time to to travel. And the prices weren't high. Well, Norway, the prices are always high, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and we were in Bergen, and all of a sudden we found out that uh, all the accommodation was booked because it was the, I don't know, centenary, centenary I think, of uh, Edvard Grieg, the composer. Uh, so they had a big music festival, um, and uh, yeah, everything was booked. But so the only room that was still available was in Scandic Hotel in the center of Bergen. But yeah, so all our money went that way. But we, at least we were we were happy to to say yes to it because it was a, it was an experience not to forget. And I know they have great breakfast at Scandic. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they also have herring yeah. for breakfast if you want. That's one of the things I found most surprising to have fish for breakfast. Oh, yeah, well, that, that says welcome in Scandinavia and dill also. A lot of <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And for breakfast, it's a bit early for me. I don't know about you, but um, now let, let's let's talk about travel stories. What's what what was your best yeah. travel moment and the worst travel moment? <sighs> The best, there's. It's really hard to choose one. Um, it is. Uh, there's. Um, yeah. One of the. Yeah. What should I? What should I say? Okay. Um, there's a story where uh, we were in Italy, and um, we were there in a BMB, and. At one point, the the owner came to me and said, uh, "Peter, I don't know if, if if I can ask you this, but would you mind if uh, we carried you up the hill?" It was already late in the evening. We already had a, had had a few drinks, uh, and he wanted to show me something, but he didn't want to carry me without my consent. What was very nice of him to ask, but we ended up with a whole company of every, all the guests uh, of, of that BNB at that time, all together carrying me <laughs> up that hill, where we had uh, fireflies in the in the bushes and then the open starry sky, and it was it was something so out of the world that yeah it was uh that was a moment that we thought yeah how uh, how would we ever have had this uh, experience if they would have dared to ask me if they could carry oh, that's, me that's so cute and so with, with my yeah so with a wheelchair <laughs> everything up oh, <laughs> yeah. great and i i know i read so you chose your italian story but i know you have other countries too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that, that's a, that's a problem, you know. Okay, I, uh, about Barcelona, there was this guy who. Well, no, let me say it the other way. We were um, 
I was in my manual wheelchair. It was the first time I had a, I did a trip with my current wife, with my with my wife now. We, she was my girlfriend then, and um, we were we were trying to reach a place where you had um, a kind of uh, how do you call it? Um, a telephonic. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Funicular in Italian. The, well, the, so it's a kind of train in the uh, a cable train, maybe like that. Um, and uh, so we had to reach the top of the of that hill to 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 go aboard. But uh, well, it it took a while, and it was winding around the hill up to the top. And after a while, Karen said, "Peter, really, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm exhausted." So I, I just stepped out and I started walking next to, with my crutches, next to the wheelchair. But in the end, we had to decide that it was, it was really not, not, not possible, and we couldn't see the top because it was going around all the time. At one. Uh, point and Karen said, Peter, let's start hitchhiking. I said, hitchhiking, nobody's going to stop for for, for somebody <laughs> for somebody like us was I don't know with the wheelchair and everything. She said, just give me five minutes. So uh, we tried and indeed the first car <laughs> stopped. And it was a small car with a, a young father with a young boy in it. Uh, and and the the father only well, he didn't speak English. He only spoke Catalan, and so we we said we said that we wanted to to the top, and he said, "Yeah, okay." And he started to rearrange his whole car, and uh, to make uh, the long story a bit shorter, we uh, ended up fifty meters further where we were at the top. <laughs> the, la- the last stretch. <laughs> Really, <laughs> the poor man had no means to to tell us that we were almost like there. So he just uh, drove us up. <laughs> so, good. but these these are the good ones. Now, now you have to give us a a, a terrible one. Oh, yeah, well, um, there was one uh, time when we were flying. Uh, it's not really a place where I where I have stayed for longer than just a transit time, but uh, that was in Dubai, the Dubai airport, and um, it was uh, um, uh, they have a kind of wheelchair lounge, as they call it, and it's underground and it's a place uh, very, very bare, uh, no, well, I'm talking about six years ago. It was, everything was closed. Uh, There was nothing there. It was just chairs and uh, people were sitting and and waiting. Uh, They took away your wheelchair and they took away your, your, your boarding pass. So you had to stay and you couldn't leave. Uh, The toilets were really too far away uh it was really a, a, an awful place even you couldn't close your eyes for a bit because they were uh calling uh people's names all the time and uh you just uh, did a very good 
uh, impression of my my family name uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, but just imagine it starts with G H I J, and uh, if people uh, started to scream something, <laughs> it took me a while before they before they even knew. Uh, before yeah, it took them a while before I even realized that it was about me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. And they were very angry that I only responded after so many times. But anyway, uh, so on our return, I told uh, I told my wife, "Well, I'm not I'm not going to do this because I want to. I just want to sit in the lobby. I just want to uh, to use the toilet, maybe have a cup of coffee. But that was all impossible there." So uh, um, when we arrived to our, on our on our like back back, uh, we um, I, I immediately said, okay, I don't want to go to that wheelchair lounge. I want to go to the lobby of so the the the, the um, transit hall. Um, yeah, you have to present yourself first at the wheelchair lounge because of the customs that is there. Uh, but uh, then they would take me to the, to, to the, yeah, to the regular place. But apparently it was uh, considered that I refused assistance at that moment. So, uh, the, they, they told me in a quite tri triumphant, <laughs> in a quite uh, in a quite uh, victorious way that yeah you'll have to uh, you have to take care of yourself you have to walk to the to the airport to the aircraft i said yeah okay i can i can walk a bit if, if, if necessary and she said uh, you will the, the so the customer office uh, officer said um, you'll also have to climb the stairs and but I, I said yeah okay uh, if, if need be I can I can climb some stairs oh you can so you can do everything so you don't need our help okay you go but it was really mm -hmm. in a mocking way and uh, well uh, it I really felt very very yeah uh, humiliated and uh, it really didn't feel like like a proper way to to deal with with uh, tourists. So when we got back, uh, I sent an email email to to the airport to to tell them my experience. And uh, as a credit to them, they also replied, "Okay, uh, we agree that this is below our standards, and uh, we, we are going to look into it to, to, to change things. So whenever somebody uh, goes there and, and can tell me how it is now, I'm always interested to know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that was, that was probably the worst. Mm. Yeah, we have, to, we have to ask somebody who's been there recently because everybody is talking about Dubai as a destination that is accessible. They've done a big campaign. So, so I'm sure that they have improved a lot. So, so but we want first-hand information. Yeah. I, I will ask the next of course and um, yeah yeah and uh, of course the the airport is something else than than the destination of course i i never 
I, I would never went outside the airport, so I, I can't say anything about it. No, that. but that, that's the, the most... Uh, the horror stories that I've heard so far, most of them have to do with the airport passage. So it's uh, so that's really the critical um, ring of the chain because everybody's is complaining at one moment or the other. So, but um, so we we had two of the best and one worst. Um, now, considering the current situation, I mean, twenty twenty must have been a quiet year, uh, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> are you considering traveling again? What will it take for you to travel again? What what has to happen so that you think, okay, now now it's okay. I can pack bags and, uh, yeah, so, and start traveling again seriously. I I don't know really yet. Um I think it has to do with confidence, uh with the confidence that things are safe and that I won't get uh, uh COVID when I when I am somewhere, uh, be it due to the airplane or due to whatever it is or the or the train that I use or whatever. Um, so the vaccine, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, will it be enough? I'll, I'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, but I'm quite sure that the first trip won't be far. It will be domestic or maybe uh, to the Netherlands. Uh, I, I have a friend who showed me the existence of uh, kind of boats with a, a cabin on top of it. It's like a small house on, on top of a, of a, of a raft. And uh, it, um, yeah, it, it looks nice uh, because you can just... Uh, you can just find your way uh, on the water. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it's something that might be the first. Do you need thing a driver's like like a boat driver's license, or can you just go with no, this boat? Luckily, not on the canal by yourself. I, I would yeah. be terrified to get stuck yeah, yeah. in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there are there are some uh, natural uh, parks that you can use it. It exists in Germany, I know, and and also in the Netherlands, and yeah, it, and you don't need a, a, a license uh, to 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 steer that boat because it's okay. too slow. <laughs> it will take like four hours for you to actually crash onto onto the side of the canal. Yeah. What I would probably do yeah. if given the chance, but you can like ride it for it or for be- yourself. So it's like. Um, like you, you could go as a couple. You could have this like romantic um, yeah. canal ride on. Uh, so it's yeah. small. It's yeah. a small boat. Indeed, yeah. It's it's meant for two oh, people. Oh, it's really I think. nice. It's yeah. it. Uh, it's St. Valentine's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, but so I would like to ask you now. Now let's go on the tips section. So where where we give tips to to the listeners. Um, we did together a webinar a few months ago. Actually, you did the webinar because you were the the, the speaker, where you were giving us uh, accessibility manager of Visit Flanders. You were giving the the you know the, your organization's recipe for for success when it comes to making uh, implementing um, an uh, an accessible destination. So that was the point of view. But I would like to know if you have a recipe for also planning the perfect holiday. Well, um, 
yeah. There, first of all, I think you don't have to go away from home to feel like a tourist. That's maybe one thing that I already realized uh, soon enough since my, my parents long time ago had guests from the Czech Republic and they absolutely adored how how, how our uh, village had all different houses. That was so so strange to them in that time. I'm talking about the 1980s. And just looking to uh, my, my daily environment and uh, through their eyes was already like a tourist experience for me. Uh, yeah. So, and I, when when you are preparing, I think well, we we, we already said a, a few things. Um, but I think that um, somebody once gave me the advice that uh, traveling isn't easy, so you don't have to make it more difficult. Uh, and that's not as that's not meant uh, to to kill anything adventurous uh, of course it's good to test your limits uh, that can be very rewarding as long as it's a challenge that you accept willingly and uh, so but i see this more as a go ahead to to indulge yourself whenever it is whenever the occasion comes up uh, i remember one time when we were in a in an absolute tropical, uh, tropical, tropical uh, rain, uh, and and we we just we were on our way to a to a nice to yeah a moderate uh, restaurant uh, where we would have our dinner, our first dinner at at uh, the destination, and it was so such a shower that we just practically swam into another uh, place that we well we hadn't pre-booked to, to be to be clear but we were just going to to try to to find a place and we just jumped in wherever we could and it was a, a very very uh, nice place to stay and uh, to 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 have uh, dinner and we we uh, at that moment, we had no idea about the price level of of of, of the place, so we were not well. We we we, we were not uh, sure how how much it a bill would cost, so we uh, ended up uh, ending in one of the top fifty worldwide restaurants without knowing it. <laughs> Where was this? In which country? <laughs> It was okay. in Australia. We had no idea about the exchange rate oh, no. for them at that moment. They were very beneficial at the moment. So later on, we realized. But then you had a great dinner. Well, we I mean, been. your dinner was just like wonderful. Well, now that you mentioned it, that could have been the absolute worst uh, experience in my life because I couldn't eat because of the jet lag. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I mean, the evening that you just want to relax dinner that, you know, you just eat fish and chips or, yeah. or, a, or a hamburger yeah. just to get it over with. And Indeed. oh no. I, I took one bite and all of a sudden my stomach said, no, it's middle of the night. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, so that's probably even the worst. Maybe we should just do a re-recording. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So, so your recipe is just basically be uh, open, I think. You know, just be open to to, to yeah, whatever indeed. will happen that's not being planned. That's that's a great planning. That's right. Not plan right. too much to leave space for the unexpected. Yeah, and take your time. That's also a good, uh, good advice that I'd like to give, especially if you have some accessibility requirements. It's so much better if you just ha know that you don't have to rush and that that you 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 have time to figure things out. It's 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 very often uh, something that that a real bonus. Um, also, uh, I would say take a, a minute to learn some of the local vocabulary. Um, not only when you have a disability, although there's a, a nice book uh, of accessible phrases for disabled travelers uh, in the Lonely Planet uh, label. Um, it's made by Martin Hang, and I, I believe that Josh uh, Josh was was the first one who made a kind of uh, prototype in uh, in Japanese and English. Uh, so, but uh, oh, just even if you can say thank you and hello and and uh, <laughs> possibly help in uh, in, in the language uh, in the local language, it will be it will be highly respected, I think, and sometimes necessary. Um, and also, what I would like. What I what I like to do is to have um, to 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 make a, a photo album afterwards. Uh, so not let my uh, photographs gather dust in my in my camera or on my phone or or, or on my laptop, uh, but to make these uh, paper booklets so that at least sometimes I can just. Uh, take a look and, and, and be, be back in, in my holiday atmosphere. And what I also like to do is to, um, to make a playlist or to buy a CD uh, that we listen to during our trip. Because uh, later on, you, can, uh, you only need that music to, to be back in the holiday atmosphere. Super. So now, now I will ask you, what's your favorite soundtrack for your favorite past trip? <laughs> <laughs> and we have oh, to make a playlist well, and yeah, share I it. Made... On, uh... <laughs> I, I, well, I, I made a kind of playlist for a trip we did to the United States. And uh, although we haven't listened so much to it, but I, I, I've kept it as my uh soundtrack for uh for commuting from and to uh, <laughs> between home and, and 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 my work and yeah nowadays when i listen to it it really brings back memories of the time of commuting so now yeah so now, <laughs> it's a second level memory so it's, oh i miss commuting so much now <laughs> i bet you never yeah. thought you'd say that <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but um, uh, talking about Josh that you were mentioning just uh, just before with the uh, with the vocabulary, Josh Gristel, who was on the second episode of um, All Inclusive, um, Josh created this um, online community, uh, Tabi Folk, uh, people yeah. on a journey. Um, 
because he was saying that, you know, everybody kept on asking him questions and uh, privately via email. So he thought, let's just create a community so that, you know, everybody can see the answers to these questions and they can ask each other questions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's, um, and you're on Tabifold too. So I wanted to ask yeah. you, yeah, uh, what's, what's your favorite group? Because there's many groups in Tabifold. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. huge. <laughs> It's huge. There's so much, uh, all all kind of aspects that have their own room. It's uh, <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, I I really like the Accessible Travel Academy uh, because it is um, a place where you can discuss something that that uh, that came along in the news and that you that or an article that you've read or something it, it it's a, it's a way to to talk about accessibility about accessible travel about inclusion about all those all those uh things that that yeah that we that I like to think about, and that I'm happy to find uh, some some other people with a, with a similar uh, with similar ideas or with a similar mindset. Yeah. But oh yeah, but of course the the the, the fail photos are. Yeah, yeah, great, the accessibility yeah. fails are always a big favorite. <laughs> <laughs> But um, now we, the, the, there's a question I wanted to ask you um, uh, about books. Your favorite travel oh, yeah. books or travel inspiration books or books about travel stories. Do you have any? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 it depends on how far you want to go. Uh, uh, one well, the first thing that came to mind was uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from That's Douglas far, Adams. Yes. I don't know if you know it. That's really yeah. <laughs> That's out of this world in all in all senses. Uh, but it's got a great great uh, uh, advice for every traveler and especially for people who need accessibility. Uh, don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah i i really like um uh, the, the the whole the whole atmosphere it i believe it was originally a radio show uh and then it became a book and then it became a film so you can you can still see how you want to in what category you want to, to put it um and also belgium is in it yeah, it's Belgium. Yeah, Belgium is uh, according to Douglas Adams um, an, an intergalactic swear word that was only misunderstood in one uh, particular planet on one particular planet. But anyway, <laughs> so Belgium is the swear word. Yeah, yeah. Belgium okay, is a swear word. okay. I don't remember this detail because I read it many years ago. Uh, I'll go back to to Google this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, more down to earth. I really well. I'm a fan of Bill Bryson's uh, travel uh, books, and uh, especially Down Under uh, is uh, one of his titles. Uh, uh, adorable book, but you have to read it after you have visited Australia, <laughs> because otherwise it will uh, it 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 makes a, a serious effort uh, to convince you not to go. It's a debriefing <laughs> book. It's a it's kind of yeah yeah it tells you about so many dangers that you will encounter <laughs> that yeah 
Okay. Well, but this is great. Thank you for your for your book tips too. And uh, and I would like to ask you now, to, before we say goodbye, um, where can people find you online if they want to look for you? Well, yeah, uh, I uh, I have my I have um, a website uh, called Toegankelijke Press which is my hobby uh it is uh well for for it, it's only in dutch so uh in other languages i'll just call it t-o-r because it's uh, a difficult one to pronounce uh t-o-r is a, a website about traveling uh it has travel tips for people who require some some things of accessibility and uh, it's got travel reviews from uh, from those people, and it has uh, all kind of useful links and and other resources. Yeah, so that's one thing. And with the well, thanks to the current situation of translation software, I see that more and more people from from other uh, places that don't speak Dutch also enjoy it. So yeah, that's one thing. Um, and yeah, for the rest, you can find me also on, on Twitter. Uh, I have also a very uh, exotic name there, Valice. And uh, uh, Valice is a suitcase. Uh, so it, it used to be uh, uh, the Twitter account of my of my work for, of the, for the team, the accessibility team. But uh, eventually, they decided that they wouldn't uh, continue it, so I took it over. You you inherited the Twitter account. This is great. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's about okay, it. Okay, but that's great because I well, uh, T O R is also on on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook. Are you right? No, not on Facebook. <laughs> On, on Facebook, it's it's not an account. It's it's just my, oh, okay. my personal oh, account that I have. <laughs> but uh, on Instagram, you're right. I have published a few photos there, but it's still a bit. Yeah, it's it's. I just started with it when the whole COVID epidemic epidemic started. So <laughs> it's. It, I hope there's still a lot of growing margin. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. This. And yes, your blog is also. It's a huge resource. It's. Uh, it's the, the automatic translation helps, I must say, because otherwise it's. Uh... This is this is uh, the one of the wonderful things of this time eh, that you just can can understand whatever. Well, unless they are trying to translate poems, then I would say. <laughs> you never know. Maybe by pure try. chance, it works. You know, it's a completely different <laughs> type of poem, but uh, yeah. but you get it translated. <laughs> Well, yeah, Peter, right. it was great having you. I want to thank you so much for for doing this interview, and um, I look forward to seeing you again, hopefully live, because we are not that far away. <laughs> so, yeah, so there is a chance we might yeah. meet in person, uh, not that late. So.
Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm, it's so curious that you, uh, at one time you, you are talking to people in, in China or in, in, in Australia and the next moment you, you're just from around the corner, but you're, you're using Zoom or Skype or anything. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it feels a bit weird, <laughs> yeah. but it feel, it will feel even weirder when we do the episode on the Belgians. Where where you and Eric will talk oh. about Belgium because this is this is coming up too. It's a spoiler alert. We will be talking about Belgium a lot. I'm looking forward but to online, it online, so we won't meet. Even though Eric is in Brussels too, and you're half an hour away from us. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank anyway. you very much, Peter. You're welcome, and uh, anytime. <laughs> if if uh, if if there's a new a new podcast coming up or anything, you just tell me, <laughs> and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the brainstorming great, with you. Great, great. Thank you, thank you. I want to do one on movies, so yeah. Oof, okay. So, so we have, but we have to prepare. <laughs> See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. What can Destination Everywhere do for your company? We have a number of B2B services to help kickstart travel companies and organizations now that the world is getting back to an almost normal condition. We promote inclusive travel companies. We offer support in the creation of accessible tours and packages worldwide. And most of all, we help DMOs and tourism boards to showcase their accessible destinations. Visit destinationeverywhere.eu and select the B2B uh, page to learn more about what we can offer your organization.